Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I guess I would say we're transitioning between seasons because I am I know these shows I am still watching from summer season are still have an episode left. <laughs> and I believe new shows will be starting possibly by the time this is airing. This is going out live. I mean, so, the whole concept of linear TV is kind of slowly dying. So. Yeah, I mean, there's still broadly a seasonal concept here, but it's getting... I feel like our... our we used to have nice, neatly divided uh-huh. preview show, then final thoughts, and then first looks. You get a nice uh, one to two weeks in between seasons. Well, yeah. well, don't worry, because if uh, some of the announcement by Amazon and other streaming services <laughs> are any indication, it seems like everyone's trying to bring back cable. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure that'll work. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it, this would this is broadly our uh, fall 2023 preview show. Mm-hmm. Before we get into previewing, uh, let's introduce everybody. I'm Jell, and I am joined by Iro. Hey, I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, you know, Iro. I'm looking at mm-hmm. as I was going through this list. Uh, yeah. I was real tempted to just cancel this podcast and then you and I do an Iron Iron Chef retrospective. Uh, oh man, I've been watching so much <laughs> Iron yeah. Chef. It uh, seems to have been going around recently. For, for context, some, some channel has been uploading all the episodes. Yeah, there was a company that bought the rights to the uh, American broadcast of the original series, and they recently, over the past like two or three months, started uploading all of the full episodes. Mm-hmm. And they changed the music though. Yeah, unfortunately, they had to change the music, which is so that that that's the one that basically just has like a comedy dub on it. It's not a comedy dub. The thing is the thing. It's like weirdly straight faced. uh, It's yeah, it's very serious, but it it sounds other than like works for the joke, right? Right. Uh, Other than like I don't know, a German chef will appear, and then he's dubbed with the most comical German accent (laughs) in the world, right? Yes, stuff like that. Um, which is a hoot. Yeah, it's it's very like seventies kung fu movie dub, which is great. Um, unintentionally great. amusing, but also just the vibes are great. Still, the greatest cooking show of all time, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, anyway, back to anime <laughs> and uh-huh. and the rest of the rest of our cast today. Who's we're more anime by... than? Yeah, I mean, Iron Chef is very anime, but we're not going. We won't get into that. Uh, no, I, I was talking about G. Okay. Yes. <laughs> also very anime, I guess. <laughs> We're joined by G. Yes, uh, now that uh, now that I am done with Armored Core 6, I am no longer buddy-pilled. Uh, uh, instead, uh-huh. instead uh, my pee organ is now full. It is sloshing Gross. full of energy. Uh-huh. Full of ergo? Yes, full know. of ergo. I, I don't know mm. what that means, but it sounds yeah, disgusting. What, what, um, the, what the I, are you guys I have, talking about? I have been playing, I've been playing the... The uh, the blatant uh, imitator souls like Lies of P. Oh, uh, you, is that CPAB? That mechanics from that game. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You play as Pinocchio in it's it's Pinocchio Bloodborne basically, and 
I, I, thing, I, you know, I saw it and thought Fortnite Bloodborne, but uh, <laughs> wow, it, that's that's a little honestly. Kirkland, that's a little, I, I might say that's unfair because here's the thing: the game's Kirkland, actually Bloodborne. like it's it's like pretty decent. Like it's Bloodborne at home, but like you know. They haven't made one of those in a while, so yeah. I might make the argument that regular Bloodborne is already Pinocchio Bloodborne to a certain extent. <laughs> so, so it does it does scratch an itch, but also you could tell that this game was not made by a studio uh, for whom English is their first language because your skill tree in Lies of P is called the P organ, and mm-hmm. uh, you, yeah. You put points into your P organ to make your P organ stronger. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a, a kind, kindly old man Geppetto is like my boy. Yeah. I mean, you know, Pinocchio's whole thing. Strengthen- yeah, his whole thing is when he lies, his wood gets longer. <laughs> All right, <laughs> going back to the <laughs> oldest jokes in history. Hey, they, they, they're setting up. Yeah, we got a, we got a lot to talk about. We need to move on. Uh, but yes. We are also joined by Zig. Yes, I have also been playing that most anime of video games, Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Shocker, it I is know. a good game. Yes. I, I, yeah, never, yeah. I never actually played See, I, I played all of Armored Core 6 in between podcasts where we talked about it and this podcast where we're done talking about it. Thus, conveniently no, Eero, not having if, to talk if, about it. Look, look <laughs> yeah. buddy, if you uh, want to say something, uh, you can. You know, hey, the floor is yours. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we will try to get this uh train back on the tracks here. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh like I said, it is fall 2023 season time. Mm-hmm. And god, I don't like every I feel like every time we have two seasons that don't look great in a row for me, mm-hmm. I have to like struggle with the eternal question of like have I finally just gotten too old for anime and am I out of touch or whatever? And I have to remind mm-hmm. myself that it was only like four or five months ago that there were good shows that I like airing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, also the actual key is admitting that you you were like too old for anime when you were like mm-hmm. 23 and then just mm-hmm. rolling with it. To oh, be I, no, I, I like there, there are a lot of shows this season that I'm like me 10 to 20 years ago would not have liked them either. But um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, just you know. there's so so much like I don't know creative bankruptcy. Oh, look, <laughs> like, how, how much isekai and or things with S rank in the title have we just culled I, from the list? Right, I, I didn't even count this season how many there no, were because it bother? was just like too many. Like last season, I tried and it's just like yeah, but and yeah, there, I mean it's also I've dubbed this season extremely cursed for other reasons, so yes. we we can. I think we'll start there, and then we'll get into some of the things that may or may not be interesting uh, mm-hmm. f- for us to watch later. But yeah, I, I am I'm saying I'm declaring that this is an extremely cursed season for a number of reasons, uh, which I would start, I guess, with the fully coolie uh-huh. sequels. Uh, speaking it- of puppets powered by dark and evil <laughs> forces. <laughs> <laughs> uh the first the first Fully Cooly series is already airing Fully Cooly Grunge, which is universally being seen as just awful. When when um, when even YouTube comments are, are getting to the point of saying, Why is this being made? This looks like shit. Um I mean it's also it's also out of the only one that's they tried to go all CG and it 
it's it's terrible like um i think I'd, in many ways like um so we're talking about fully coolly grunge and shoegaze which yes. i cannot believe i'm about to say this out loud are the fourth and fifth entry <laughs> in the fully coolly series uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot myself now um <laughs> yeah a- anyways um <clears throat> i think I think like even like the audio like the, the the widespread tepid reaction to this is speaking to like I think in many ways we we are seeing like the the very like utmost limits of the like media hype machine like for better or worse mostly worse mm-hmm. people at least a lot of mainstream media outlets seem to cover progressive and alternative fairly positively, or at least like, sure, you know, well, like we're writing on the hype of oh, it's fully coolie and it's back, right? And, well, you, know, and we all, I mean, you know, we all called out like the problems with these two sequels, you know, all the way back then. But I feel like with grunge and shoegaze, the rest of you know media discourse is finally catching up and actually asking like. Why the hell are they making so many sequels? To this thing? <laughs> I, I mean, there's also the fact that just like for better or worse, those first two sequels had the advantage of it's the thing you remember and now it's back, and the, right. the like it's the thing from eighteen months to two years ago that you remember and now it's back is not quite as compelling a pitch in any way. Yeah. Well, I don't want to dwell on these too long, but to sum it up. Grunge, which is currently airing, is a CG dumpster fire. Um, with... <laughs> I've heard it described as one step above being animated in Miku Miku Dance. Take that for what it was worth. Yeah, that might be. I, I don't know if you've seen the most recent versions of Miku Miku Dance. Maybe maybe Miku Miku Dance from like 2010. But uh, yeah, it's mm, ouch. It's it's bad. And Shoegaze is coming out, I think, next week. Starting next it week, is, and it is 2D it, animated. Unlike it is, other, it but... is trying to emulate the original series to I believe, it's, I believe it's studio nut yeah it's like oh, it's like hey you buy <laughs> yeah fully you buy uh yeah i, I mean it's it, like like the problem quali- with progressive and alternative was not how they looked right quality wise <laughs> it seems fine it, like the and i'll admit they play a new pillow song in the trail i'm like mm, ah, must fight well, must fight the, the poll <laughs> hey, look, I mean, to... yeah, as, as i've said like I don't care about grunge and shoegaze at all unless it facilitates another tour of the pillows in the United States. And it hasn't so far, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the pillow song. Like "Mm, ah, maybe no, but then, then like if you actually watch the trailer, it's like an embarrassing remix of all the like elements from the original, like just, you know, take one part of one character and slap it on a different character type of thing. And it's, it's, again, creative bankruptcy. Maybe that's my theme for this season. The the only like, Go go ahead. Uh, oh, okay, sure. I was gonna say the the only thing that I found somewhat like potentially like the kernel of like interestingness to shoegaze is that my understanding is that it is being positioned as a direct sequel to um, alternative. Which is that? The, I would is that the what? I get the, the mixed slight. Up. The less slightly better one. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. one about the girls. Yes. yes. Alternative is the one about the all the us uh, the the female group of friends, which I thought like again, I don't think yeah. alternative like wrapped up particularly well, but I at least appreciated that like it was like approaching it from the perspective of like female adolescence and like how right. that changes. 
the tone and feeling of Fooly Cooly, which of course the original is very much very centered on, you know, male adolescence. And that angle kind of gave it like a hook to grab onto. And so, you know, that's not to say Shoegaze is going to like, you know, build on that. But like the fact that it, it is a follow up to that one. Yeah. It doesn't look like like there's yeah, a it looks like the dude's a main <laughs> character again. And all right. Like at one at, at one point at the end of the trailer, they're like one of the adults is literally like, "We are going to channel your sexual energy," and it's like, so, like, no, you don't say it. Well, <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> I mean, that's that's like, I mean, I mean, yes, that's what happens in Fully Cooly, but like, that's the whole point is like, you know, they're what showing is not Fully Cooly. <laughs> yeah, I, so again, I just why, and that's probably all we need to say about these. Um. Another thing I don't want to talk about much, but I just did find it. Speaking of popular returning properties, yeah, I I, just, I don't want to talk about it as much either. But I just found it funny that both Goblin Slayer and the Rising of the Shield Hero, which are arguably two of the worst Isekai, most like egregious ones, are coming back in the same season. Um, you know, I mean, the, go- the distinguishing line I would take is that most Isekai is like disgusting and artistically bankrupt, whereas. Goblin Slayer, mm. at least, is also actively harmful and just like monster hero too. Yeah. I would describe both of those shows as actively harmful. With there, there, there's Isekai, and then there's like a morally abhorrent Isekai. Yeah, um, yeah. These these are ones that I can't just hand wave. But uh, yeah, whatever, if you're enjoying it, I don't care. But it, it but the, yeah, these these are actually but you're probably bad. a bad person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's you know I, I don't. I wouldn't really say that, that, but maybe re-exam. If if you enjoy these shows, me and me re-examine your your emotives. You know, um, I I feel like think about how much you're blocking out to enjoy them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, probably like, like, yes, it means that, you're probably that. ignoring the you know sexual violence and cruelty and the slavery apology apologism is that a word? But mm-hmm. uh, um and you know. I, I know, I uh, having actually, I don't even remember if I watched it, the first episode of Goblin Slayer or, but the I remember watching Shield Hero and it just being just like total pure incel fantasy. Uh, you know, everyone else is wrong, I'm right, and uh, you know, it's just ugh, ugh, ugh. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, these shows it's about the evolution of the characters. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't really think there's much more to say other than no. that. There's, there's not much more to say. It just Adding to the cursed energy cool of this, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. adding to the cursed energy of this, of this is like two of what I think are the worst isekai shows in recent memory. Um, then, uh-huh. yes, uh, perhaps a little more lighthearted. Uh, we're single handedly destroying hip hop in uh, mm, <laughs> this oh season. Good. We Don't have the, re- the return hip-hop of uh, destroyed hip hop. <laughs> Oh, there's much worse people than uh, people destroying hip hop. But yes, Hypnosis Mike uh, season two is happening, and uh-huh. we're getting um, a new series based on voice actors attempting to rap. Uh, Paradox <sighs> called Paradox Live, which is interesting. It is a multimedia project that started by releasing music, mm, uh, sure. and now they're getting to the anime and eventually the mobile game. Um, Honestly, if you told me Paradox Live was Hypnosis Mike Season 2, I'd believe you, because they're basically the same. It's weird how similar they are. Like, honestly, like, mm-hmm. it's... I... I mean, I don't know. It's 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 very Rapping strange. Rapping Ikeman. 
Like, yes, I guess it's just like, I, and it's I, like I, not, I don't I don't fully understand the angle because I mean, look, I'm I am no middle aged Japanese businessman, but like, I I don't really get I don't understand the angle, right? Because like, obviously you have the pretty boys, right? But like, are there a the, lot of it, are there a lot of like female hip hop fans in Japan? The, or there, there's like, I don't, it's, it's you know what it is, G? You know what it is? It's it's the voice actors. So yeah. the I actually in my little bit of research, mm. apparently the Paradox Live project was uh-huh. pretty popular. Like okay. the the music thing. Like it was doing pretty well. So like sure. chart wise and everything. Like and, and I and think it's Japan, Japan has been doing these weird kind of music voice crossovers for yeah. you know, years I, untold. I think a lot of it is the popular voice actors that they get to participate um Mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes that's enough and uh, you know as much as so i mean to be clear when i say they're killing hip-hop the music is awful um the the you know the best of these voice actors can maybe carry the beat can ride the beat a little bit Mm-hmm. No, flow, the worst no, are sixty-year-old no men talking over <laughs> a, yeah. you know, bargain bin Dr. Dre beat. Um, is that why? Is that why they picked hip hop? Because hip hop is a genre where like you could get a, you could almost get away with that. <laughs> just just talking over also, a beat. Um, like most voice actors are fairly capable actual singers. It's pretty yeah. much a de facto requirement. Yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, well, singing I mean, and like, singing and rapping, unfortunately, are very different very uh, skill yes, sets. No, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I have a proposal how to make these shows interesting. Let Masako Nozawa rap. <laughs> yeah. Rapping Who's... Goku. Think about it. <sighs> oh yes. Um, that would be. Oh man. <laughs> Somebody has surely made a video of that somewhere, but uh. I was thinking of. I will not horrible. accept AI voice trained imitations. <laughs> Some of those. Mm. I've I, I, I just had a flashback to Iro sending me Goku ASMR, Goku at your door ASMR. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I, no, I mean the thing. The thing is with Hypnosis Mike because that did have a first season that we watched at least some of, right? And yes, they had some pretty like funny, like Look, just that absolutely absurd. Like a- Go ahead, you had a dynamite vest, remember? Yeah, yes. yeah. Like, even I remember the, the the fucking suicide vest made of mics. And, and so, yeah. like they, they, they and they just didn't do enough of that. Like even if that, you know, if they did that kind of thing, we I could look past the mediocre music. But like they they didn't keep up with that enough either. But yeah, I, it's just the I, I, going back to the paradox live thing, like. I don't even think they play music in the trailer. I think I had to actually go hunt it down. Oh, um, oh man. Which, I, like, which I, I don't think is a good sign <laughs> when they didn't have anybody actually rapping in the in the anime trailer. Um, so that's clearly not the focus of the here. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, Hypnosis Mike was pretty popular. A lot of people yeah, liked it uh-huh. and including liking the music. Uh, I don't understand it. Um, well, even as somebody, just re- just even if I'm conceding that the only yeah. rap music I like is from like the '90s, uh, <laughs> like just e- replace Shohayami's oh, so character with like good uh, rap music. Just replace yeah. Shohayami's oh, character with God. a different Shohayami character every week. Yes. Like... Oh God, yeah. that would be perfect. Yeah, just 
That would but, be a pretty uh, good bet. I, I, will, I, will, I will not. I will not brook this. 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 Uh, you. You guys and your boomer ass takes on hip hop. Seeing as I am the only person who apparently still listens to hip hop in twenty twenty three. I'm just saying, but, even 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 by that standard of mm-hmm. you know compared to. What the what the kids are listening to these days? I would rather listen to that than uh, I mean, whatever's let's, happening I mean, yes, in this Mike. Yes, I mean, I mean, shout outs, shout outs to Megalobox, the last anime to have <laughs> a good pseudo diegetic rap sequence, and it's I mean, episode. when fucking Satya starts rapping, uh... rapping, yeah. Look, there is a time and place for Japanese rapping, and Ooh. the times are in the interludes, in the mm-hmm. Gundam build intros, and in Persona. <laughs> Sometimes, some, acceptable places. sometimes, also, yes. I, it, sometimes in the ops, you can get away with it. Yes. Of other, anime, uh, I, but, I, yeah. I do have to bring up one thing because we're talking about music. Uh, I have both bad and good news for you, Jill. Um, okay, because I, I quickly watched that Fully Cooly Shoegaze trailer to hear the, the the new Pillows track. Yeah. Um, I got I got news for you, dude. That's not a new Pillows track. No, no. That's I that is. That- I think that is I knew Pillow. Okay, the the one in the oh, trailer yeah. is is Lady Bird Girl, which was released on their two thousand eight album Pied Piper. Oh, it technically okay. did not appear in Fully Cooly. That, that, sorry, that's but... that's what I meant when I meant <laughs> new. When I said new, I meant like it's not. It was not in the original series. Mm-hmm. No, like but they, it's it's been around for a while. <laughs> and the the reason I, why I, the reason why I say that is because I think the trailer for Grunge does take a song from I forget which song they had. Like they, they they didn't even bother finding a different song. Oh, just like an old track. Yeah, I mean, I have I have heard that those shows spammed Little Busters pretty heavily. Which, if there's mm-hmm. one thing I should tell you that you you should not do in a Fully Cooly sequel series, it's play Little Busters. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like get, in the grunge, get it once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In in grunt in the grunge trailer, like they were playing a song from the original series. Oh, like sure. they even okay. they didn't even go find yeah. a new one. So that's that's what I meant by new. I yeah. see. All right. Well, do not mean to sidetrack. I don't, I don't think. I don't. Think, uh, I don't think the pillows are in a rush to write new songs for Blue mm-hmm. Coin. <laughs> what's, uh, what's our next cursed property? Yeah. So moving on. I guess speaking of CG monstrosities. Um, yeah. Oh, good. This is Kami Arabi God App. This is a project right. that has Yoko Taro's name on it, uh-huh. uh, and it yeah, sounds like a Yoko. Name. It sounds like a Yoko Taro ass premise with, with like. Uh, so, like, I was reading the premise, and it's like this this like loser kid gets sucked into this battle royale to grant his wish, which his only wish is to have sex with the girl he likes, and <laughs> he's got to win this battle royale. And the first opponent he has to kill is the girl he likes. Whoa. And, of course, Whoa. you know, like, oh, that's the most Yoko Taro like. Right take on this and like I mean, like yeah the thing about yoko taro uh, is that he will do anything for money is that it's <laughs> not what i was going to say but there is that but it's like he's listed as like original original plan so he's probably not actually involved with the, no, that's why no, i said his name of the yeah, story. his name is uh, on it right and this like, is, this is like one sentence on an and so one. the thing about yoko taro is that a lot of his plots, like if you just look at what what happens, like there are these incredibly mean spirited, like almost comically dark works. Right. But he is able to infuse them with like a humanism in the details. Yes. Right. So that, here's, here's a yeah. Go go ahead, Ira. I don't, I don't want yeah. to cut you off. And like that's ahead. that's the element you know that like makes them memorable yes. to us. Why we and, hold his name in high regard. 
and as, as as glib as I'm being about that sentence, I would watch that, but then I watched the trailer. It's all CG, <laughs> yeah. This 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 I might actually look worse than Fully Cooly Grunge. <laughs> are we are we getting down to X arm levels here? Uh, uh, nothing will ever be X arm level, but it, we're <laughs> we're what are you getting about that. Uh, the animation of tossing that fried rice. Mwah. Yeah. It was it was enough for me to at least think about X arm. Uh, let's put it that way. And yeah, it just looks really bad. I believe um, this is the first thing made by the studio? Question mark. Yeah. So and, and again, it's Yoko Kartaro's name slapped on it. He might have given mm-hmm. them like a two sentence uh, framework for like what the. I mean. And uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like Yoko Taro is quickly be Yoko Taro is quickly ascending to Gen Urobuchi levels of right. His name is thrown onto a thing, and it says written by with triple scare quotes on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if that means Yoko Taro is going to make a sick Tokusatsu show and then some cool puppet oh, shows, yeah. I'm all down for that. I one. mean, <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's get Yoko Taro like in in touch with the uh, with Studio Peely. Uh, <laughs> Yoko Taro, Yoko Taro writes Thunderbolt Fantasy season right, okay, five. So- so I guess this this studio uh, <laughs> is like a offshoot from former Polygon Pictures staff. Ah, oh. I did see the credits. Um, some Knights of Sidonia people were involved, so yes, sure. that would, that okay. would explain. Uh, probably the 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 funniest thing about this show is that when they were talking about an anime expo panel, uh, Yoko Taro had lost his Emil mask while drinking, and so yes. came on stage with a giant leprechaun head instead. <laughs> the, uh, the which which Boston sports team is that? I don't oh, remember. The Celtics, like Notre Dame, Celtics. Fighting Irish. Celtics. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Boston's bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so is this anime. Also, um, also the the line Yoko Taro lost his Emil mask while drinking is perhaps the most representative statement yes. ever. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. it's it's it is why we still hold him in such high regard, even if like ninety <laughs> percent of the things back. his name is attached to is kind of dog shit. Yeah. Look, man, he's he's out here getting paid. He exactly. will do and he, he has made no. He, yeah, he he's made no uh, illusions about that. Uh, you know, he, he's he's out here getting paid. So get that bag. Good good for Yoko Taro. Bad yeah. for us in this Look, one. I, I think I, I generally don't know if I'm interested in something that Yoko Taro's involved in, unless uh, Hana Kikuchi is also involved. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Well, thankfully, that's the last of the cursed anime, and everything yeah, uh-huh. else on this list is great, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing but bangers from here on out. There, are, you know what? I, I intentionally put a bright spot. I mean, we are it. starting with a banger here. Yes. The next, the next part on the list, uh, Spy Family, the the anime that everybody and your mother loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two is happening. It's it's coming back. Although this is this technically like the third season. They get a break in between. Like, yeah. What do seasons even mean? Anyway? Yeah. So this is they're calling it season two, and it's coming back. Yeah. I'm sure it will be more spy family. I'm not expecting this. Is like again, the safest pick oh, yeah. you can ever make. Well, yeah, but you know, Ichiro Kochi is doing uh, doing the writing for this season, so who knows what'll happen? <laughs> Wait, he is. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, a coach is oh, loads and loads of like journey. Oh yeah, like, of course. I know it's just funny. Just, yeah, yeah. And that's... I feel like yeah, I mean, there's only I think so he's far. He's also doing the movie, is why. Ah, okay. okay. I mean, there's okay. only so far you could stray from the source, the source material, material right? on Spy Family, but, uh, right? Like, yeah. okay. Just, here's, just... My, here's my big pitch. Anya 
with a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's ha- that no, has to that's happen probably, at some point, that, right? That, that's probably season three at this yeah. rate. Uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, no, season two, uh, you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot to look forward to here. I mean, it's Spy Family, so on some level, you know, you know what to expect. But uh, I will say that season two will probably cover um, the uh, famous slash infamous uh, boat arc of right. Spy Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, the Forger family get on a luxury cruise. And, well, I mean, uh, anime has an excellent history with boats. So. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yes. Um, but, but I mean, the, the the real thing I would say, like, if, if there's anything to like look forward to in particular about this upcoming season, is that this will be finally giving us our first uh, your focused arc. Right. Yes. Ah, only like while. thirty episodes later. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It, t- it took a little bit to get there. She's too strong. Are... It's, you know, you can't always yes. just. She'll she'll just solve uh, all the problems. If, uh... also, yes. also, like she's she's one of the weirder tonal shifts in that show because that show is mostly like light and fairy dust, and then she's like a professional assassin who butchers people. So <laughs> I, I will say that this arc is probably where we get a little bit of you know where Tatsuya Endo says he's got to go back to the old me. Um. Is, uh-huh. is whenever your focus arcs come up because right. there's I mean his, the, his like previous manga was like a church assassin thing or something. Yes, like, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tatsuya Endo prefers darker uh, stuff tonally. It's just happened to hit it big with Spy Family. So this is uh, right. this is the the wagon he's hitched himself to. But whenever he gets to play with your, that is when all that like you know where is my humanity as a hired killer subtext uh, <laughs> <text> goes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You know, and hey, you get to so, watch your kill like fifty dudes. Hey, so. That's all I want. Yay! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go, people who came in for the the cute little girl Hot and her ladies, dog. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm just saying, uh, if, if that's what you're here for, then well, <laughs> have, some more, mur- no, there's, have there's, some more. Have some more murder. Um, yes, uh, there, there's there's many a good Anya antics on the way. Yor has to keep her place at the top of the problematic women uh, list. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, All right. So that 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 is our our safety net. We'll always have spy family. Yep. Uh, some more returning things. I was surprised. <laughs> I surprised Ark Knights is coming back. Apparently, dude. I okay. I how do you, as a, as our resident Ark Knights expert, G? How do you feel about Ark Knights Perish and Frost? It's a good this title. Is, it's a good title. Yeah, it's it's so weird, dude. Like uh, I, I have, I just have to say, I genuinely thought that this was the first time there had been an Ark Knights anime. No, previous season was called Ark Knights Prelude to Dawn. Yes. Um. So yes, as you alluded to, uh, Gel, this is the second season of the Ark Knights anime, which adapts the events of the Chinese mobile game. Um. I cannot turn this into me airing my grievances about Knights, <laughs> the gotcha game, so I will just limit it to I continue to be astonished that they are just adapting the story. Like, if, if, you, if you look at, like, most other, like, gotcha anime adaptations, most primarily FGO, uh, Fate, uh, Fate Grand Order, yes, that is... For better or worse, however you feel about what has become of the Titan Moon industrial complex. That's your, that's your like, um, prime example of, like, a big-budget gotcha-based yes. anime. And they quickly realized and accepted that anybody who is watching this does not want to watch 
the mainline story. They want to watch lavish adaptations of the side material, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 seasonal events, right? The let's right. go to Camelot, etc. So, like, yeah. Well, I mean, what what I'll say about that stuff in FGO is that is the main story. It's just way further on in the main story, right? So they it's skip like a lot they, of. Uh... They skipped like all the arcs okay. nobody cared about. I, I guess that's what I mean, right? Is that care about? Right. They, they're, they're, cutting, they're, they're cutting. They're cutting to the part that people want, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. They're, 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 they literally held a. A poll that was like yes. so fans which, which arcs do you want to see, see yeah. animated uh. see i kind of wish arc knights would do that because the reality is that like arc knights main story like the 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 main like you know mission to mission story is pretty basic right it is uh you know to, to bring you know to summarize again right arc knights takes place in this sort of fictional you know dyst- low apocalyptic dystopia where like you know, um, the world is beset by these, like, giant, like, you know, uh, um, climate disasters, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, there are a, you know, a, a, a persecuted minority of people who are uh, uh, infected with a disease called oropathy, which is um, it turns basically... Them into crystals or something, right? It turns them into crystals, and it is caused by exposure to this setting's primary energy source. Oh, I love and the so, foul city. <laughs> and so like and at, you know obviously the subtext of arc knights is the whole like the people primarily primarily afflicted with this disease are you know labor working class right like if you think of you know if you think of oropathy as a like metaphor for like radiation sickness or something like who are the people most likely to be exposed to it right and parish and frost sort of continues that plot line it, it it continues the plot line of um reunion the sort of militant uh militarized uh, uh um oropathy advocation you know advocacy uh right. group slash terrorist organization what I, what I recall about season one was the 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 heroic organization the main character organization came into conflict with this organization over like no you have you can't use terrorist methods to get your point across right so i mean that is the thing right is that like in in arc knights you play as um yes you 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 play as rose island right yes the you you play a big you essentially play as a big pharma corporation (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, who develops uh drugs to address uh this disease and you know it very much gets into the like yeah, as as you said, Eero, like, you know, violent change versus nonviolent change, essentially. And we're see, gonna stop the violent change with our own violence. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. You know, you see, if I become part, Space Hitler, then uh, nobody yes, else. Exactly. So the thing is, like, this is kind of a fascinating um like sketch of a mythology you've laid out, G, but my knowledge of Arc Knights is mostly <laughs> Oh, it's one of those games where you collect a bunch of different girls. So how do, we too, from, but yes. uh, <laughs> how do we get from one to the other? Like, I mean, that's a th- you know. So th- this is kind of what I mean. Is like this is, this is kind of what makes this weird, right? Is because we are following like year one storylines. We are following storylines that were in the game at launch, and. It's been, I mean, you know, like credit to Arc Knights, it is one of the longer-lasting gotcha games. I think it's going to be approaching its fifth year soon, which by by gotcha standards, it's is, pretty good. Yeah. Yes, you know, it's 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 not bad to hang in there this long, and it kind of just feels weird because like the storylines have evolved, the characters have changed. Like I am seeing characters in this trailer, and I'm like, 
Oh god, right, yes, I forgot when y- you mattered. I forgot when <laughs> you, yeah. know, you you had a role to play in this story. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, um, gee, is it just, is, are you just mad you're not going to get the Hot Lady Knight arc? Uh, yeah, kinda. I, I, just, I, just, I just want I mean, the Hot Lady, like, capitalist I sympathize, but yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The Corpo Knights. I, 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 I get a, you, though. What it's, a good arc. The, I think... Um, the Grand Blue Fantasy anime had the same problem, which I say problem when it when the at least season one was one of the most like highest selling anime of all time. But the, uh, <laughs> the you know, they're adapting the main story, which is like the worst part of Grand Blue Fantasy. And like, I'm sure everybody really wanted the, you know, what makes the sky blue arc, which is like one of the side stories that became like the most popular story in the right. thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. I want the arcs where like Ryu and Cardcaptor Sakura show up. And stuff <laughs> <like that. laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, Grand Blue single handedly making uh, every game's Ryu number lower, but um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I it, and it is always weird with gotcha game adaptations where it's like you, you're really putting the story to the test, and a lot of those games are relying on you know the strength of the character I spent money on this character so I'm invested and in the gameplay and things more also, so like, than the story so, itself but so many of those stories are compromised by the need to also act as like drip feed introductions to new characters I mean oh totally right. and this is the whole point right. of like the reason yeah. why I say these characters aren't relevant anymore is because right. they sold those characters <laughs> yes. five years ago. Right. They are not they, selling those characters anymore. They are old news. They are old and busted. Everybody now wants the cool dragon kung fu man who wears high top sneakers. You know, you see, like this new hammer came out this week. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it is a little yes. than the old one. Yes, uh, it is. It is. Uh, yes, the is it is the Barbie doll slash like live game power creep. Just uh, <laughs> yeah thing and i don't know it's like and also here's the thing like parrot like arc knights the anime was like it, it, it was well it was fine in, in the sense that it was like well made within its limitations like it was not a girl's frontline-esque disaster like it was not like a complete like it's not like the production completely broke down but it's, right. it's just, it was just very competent you know it was not like a you did not have that feeling of like, oh, that's where all that Rage of Bahamut money is going right. or something, right? Like, yeah. it's just... Well, it felt very... I feel like if you could take a screenshot of almost any frame and it would look nice, but watching it as an anime, I was never excited about what was happening on screen. Yes, definitely. No, they weren't really, like, taking advantage of the medium, right? It just... Yeah. Here's the story, folks, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just watching a, the first couple episodes myself. I didn't finish it, and that's kind of how I felt about it. So, yeah. All right. Well, it's back. Yeah. Enjoy. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so I believe it's only going to be eight episodes. Okay. Well, that's enough to count as a series. I, I think, I think uh, the previous season was also only ten. Question mark. Yeah. It was less I, than a full court. Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's good. I guess it, it maybe that speaks to they understand like how long these arcs actually are and uh-huh. are just pacing them accordingly. Funnily enough, I've seen is, is airing on television because I so. Huh. I don't know, but uh, obviously you need yeah, you need a bit of pull to mm-hmm. get outside of the normal 
structure of it a might show. Be, it might be a net show, I'm not sure. But uh, funny enough, gee, I've seen a bunch of comments that were like, there's no way they can do this whole story in only eight episodes. Uh, comments. I mean, I'll, I'll be real, I don't remember. I fucking read, <laughs> I read, I read the fucking VN version of this story like four years ago, man. Right, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember the big moments, I remember that the, 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 the cat girl with the chainsaw shows up. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, that's that'll be good. She's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if I were to take a wild stab in the dark, I would say a lot of gacha players overestimate exactly what is essential to a plot right. and what you oh, can yeah. just cut like dead wood. So I, th- I think the reason why people are saying that is because Ark Knights is a notoriously wordy uh, game. Like right. it's and not that. not even necessarily in a good way. Like oh, it is using these words to good effect. It is more just yeah. oh, the writers of this game like to use like twice as many words to explain the same concept. Demands to be so, taken seriously. Yeah, uh, so I think yeah. you could cut out a lot of that stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be fine. All right. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that later. Let's uh let's move on. And uh let's talk about precure, which we don't always do. Precure. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I guess this is a big deal because uh they're coming up on twentieth anniversary. Third and- entry of superhero time. Yes. Um, yeah. So I put this on here just because I th- I think it's an interesting, uh, weird little thing. So like to be clear, they've already had a twentieth anniversary series going for a while now. There's going to be a big crossover movie, etc., etc., etc. But this is kind of a weird thing. Like we're talking about the show's called Kibono Chikara Otona Puikyo Twenty Three, and what it is is they've taken the precures from like the first or some of the earlier shows, not the first show, but um, but and they're going to follow them as adults, which is okay. So this is a this is like a a Nanoha like move. Yes and no. Like the the thing about I don't I don't think I don't think Nanoha is a good comparison because you're Nanoha probably yeah, right. Like Nanaho underwent huge genre shift, and that's also like geared toward like yes, it was always geared towards towards precure. Actually, well, when when a series following an earlier series where the characters are now adults logically be targeted at right, but the difference is Nanaho was always targeted at men. You're right. It is a male otaku show, whereas Precure is very much a mainstream show, largely targeted at. At mm-hmm. girls, so yes, right. to the point of recent controversy, I recall. Yeah, controversy is a bit yeah. Uh, yeah. overstated, but yeah, but like the thing is, like this isn't really something that you see a lot in magical girl media because the whole point of the thing is that you know it's meant to be a an eternal happy childhood fantasy thing, you know. So I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do with this or how they're going to handle it. Um, I just think it's fa- mm. it's a fascinating move to kind of um, to kind of do pitch as your as a twentieth anniversary right. project and like, and as yeah. you were saying, Ivo, like this is very clearly targeted at people who grew up with these shows, some of the mm-hmm. first few shows of the of the series, and um, you know those people will be well into their late twenties, early thirties at this point. So um Will the precures it, drink on screen alcohol? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Uh, Get that. Because that's that's a cheap laugh, right? 
Like one <laughs> right. of them will get incredibly bruised and then have to be carried home or something like that. Uh-huh. I honestly don't know. Like it, it's it's difficult to say who they're pitching this at. Um, I'm sure that they will be aiming for as wide a periphery audience as possible. So I wouldn't be surprised if like you know they're they're keeping this fairly family friendly. Um, it's also being handled by uh, our, your friends and mine, Studio Dean, sure. uh, which is neither here nor there. You know, Dean are workmen like they've done yeah. all sorts I of mean, stuff. But, like, yeah. normally, Precure is very much a Toei in house production. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting on a couple of different levels. Um, and, like, I think even if it's not great, it will be kind of fascinating to see what they do with it. So th- this is not just the next Precure show. This is a no, separate... No, there, there is a currently airing yeah. Sunday morning kids yeah. Precure show that is okay. happening. And that is the one that will be in, like, the big crossover uh-huh. movie and all of that. So th- this is very much a a spin-off thing. You okay. know, it is, is this a, airing in, like, a late-night slot? I don't know. Okay. Um, I should have looked that up, actually, but... Um, but it, it is very much not like when you say this year's Precure, this is not it. There is already right, right. a pretty it's good... It's closer Precure to like a Comrade or Black Sun or something. Yeah, I mean, like, th- this is the kind of thing that, you know, you would probably in the past have released as an OVA or something like right. that. Or a okay. V-Cinema or, or a straight-to-disc thing. It's just interesting that it exists, you know. And mm-hmm. like we were saying earlier, like, Precure um, is very much targeted at at young girls but it has always had a significant like minority uh adult fandom because Mm -hmm. a lot of those early shows were animated by the same guys who had just finished doing dragon ball z and so there's some really spectacular fights in there Um, Precure has always had a reputation of having strong animation yes and and that reputation has you know, been more or less deserved over the years. I think it's fair to say that the modern shows are generally animated how you'd expect kids' show to, shows mm-hmm, to be, mm-hmm. except for, like, enormous animation bumps for, yeah. like, big dramatic fights. Normal for four episodes, bump, and then back to normal yeah. for a while. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, so, there, so there's just... at least there's at least a couple Precure shows that I know that have, like, a weirdly, like, prominent number of, like... I guess at the time, Gainax now triggers staff yes. working on it. So. I mean, <laughs> especially the early shows were like famous for having way, way, way better animation than you would expect from something in that slot. And again, you know, like I said, there was a lot of uh, refugees is the wrong word, but like veterans who had worked on a lot of 90 shonen stuff in there. And Precure has always leaned a little more towards the shonen-y side of Magical right. Girl for that reason. But yeah, it's it's just interesting that um, that they are they are choosing to do this rather than just like do a straight um, like, like re- quote unquote normal anniversary thing, right? Where they're yeah, still kids and it's yeah, exactly. Happy and, fun and that, times. To yeah. be clear, that's what that crossover movie will be. Like, of course, the, yeah. The pitch there is like it's the first time they have done an every Precure movie mm-hmm. for like I think sure. four or five years. They're doing a superhero wars over there, and over here is our Decker Ranger ten years after. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, like the thing is, in recent years, Toei has been smart about exploiting the nostalgia value <laughs> for maximum commercial return. Right? Naturally. I think, you know, the cynical way to look at this is that it's another example of that, but just the whole concept, like I said, is is kind of weird and off-kilter enough that I think it it's worth a look if you are a Precure fan. Yeah. Okay. 
ultimately it's yeah get that nostalgia money right but it's always fun to see time skips you yeah. end up even when it's, they end up being uh, a time honored narrative trope that mm-hmm. always works out <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just like in perhaps our next thing uh, oh yeah get... good good tie in hero yes that that works uh, okay actually. Mm-hmm. well yeah let's let's uh so we'll, we'll move on to some some new things happening here yeah and you all have been talking about uh freiren freiren uh... freiren Beyond Journey's End, which is a manga Free you've all run. read, is that correct? Yeah. This, Not me. I can't read. This is a manga that sort of exploded onto the scene a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I weirdly like yes, like like not. I don't want to say surprisingly high profile, but I, I think it rose like it spread really quickly. Right. Yes, that's a good it, way of putting it. It, it got really popular really fast. I, I, um, I think. I mean, what, I guess. Do you want to explain? Yeah. Yeah. What's so, it about? It follows the the eponymous Freerun, who is the elf wizard in a party, in a Dragon Quest party, basically. Uh, But the the sort of hook is that it takes place many years after this adventure and party did their thing. And as an elf, she is immortal, you know, or extremely long-lived. And so... Because it's so, it's like it's the world after the hero has done everything, and she's like, yes. "Well, um, it's been fifty years or whatever. I guess I'm gonna retrace my journey right. out of nostalgia." And, is this and, a, is and, this and, another sadness of immortality story? A little kind bit, yes. There, bit. There's definitely uh, there's definitely a sense of like melancholy of like mm-hmm. it sort of explores that like for this hero's party, right? That for these legendary heroes who defeated the demon king again, intentionally very like standard fantasy tropes. Yeah, this was like the greatest adventure of their lives. <laughs> right and for for her, it, it was almost Tuesday. Right? right. It was. Oh, we went on that road trip like last month. Yeah, right. Like she, <laughs> it was you know, a oh, so, so the uh, in a very long yeah. life. The, the, so the rest of the party are not elves, and therefore they're old now. Is that yes, yes. yes. old yeah. or even deceased? Like, yeah, yes. I believe and the inciting incident is the death of one of the party. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess yes. Totally, yes. That is sort of the kickstarts the story. Is the mm-hmm. is the passing of one of those party members, and sort of. Yeah has her, like, for the first time in her very long life thinking about her own, like, not really mortality, but connection to the world yeah. and, you know, the other people around her, right? Like The, tra- you know, the transience of, of things, one might say. Yes, uh, right. And, and yeah, and she, you know, so there's sort of this, like, elements of nostalgia, but also, like, she is, you know, she meets a new party, you know, and she accompanies, you know, she accompanies them on this journey. And... You know, there is definitely that element of like, yes, what what if Gandalf was a little girl, sort of like, (laughs) yeah, like what if he like max level party member, jet, like what if like you beat Dragon Quest Ten and the highest like level party member just showed up in Dragon Quest Eleven as a party member, uh, is sort of just hung out, it just hung out, right? That's kind of the plot of Final Fantasy Ten. So, (laughs) yeah, but Orin isn't actually like. You know, Oran is. uh, Let's not talk about how old Oran is. Yes, and also, I mean, I mean, mean, just mechanically, he is not like. Yes, I I know it it was a it was a joke, but I know, I know, but yes, but it's sort of that vibe, right? And Mm -hmm. I think the thing about Freyren that 
I'm very curious how people are going to respond with this anime. Is like, Iro, maybe you can you e- you 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 mm. echo some of this. What's up? popularity is probably because it is built on a really strong premise and a yeah. very strong start. Mm-hmm. How do you? Uh-huh. This, How do you feel about Freyrin these days? I think, I'm getting some vibes about another recent show that I was think about some arcs being. have been better than other arcs. Yeah, I was um, going to say, yeah, are, 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 we just, uh, are we just going back to some previous ground here? With, uh, Maybe there know. have been long hiatuses in this manga in the sense of... I, get, I definitely get the feeling of there are long hiatuses because the creators are going, Oh God, what do we do? Yes, uh, um, we're not prepared for, like, the meteoric rise of, yes. of this manga. And so, like, for example, the current running arc in the manga um, feels to me very pandery, uh, sort of like, oh, th- this is probably what people want, question mark? When, right. to me, I'm like, no, you could have kept going as you were. I don't need to see this. Uh, Do you feel like they're kind of casting about for ideas? Yeah, a bit. I I think I, I, I will also say it, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, I I will also say that like in many ways, I don't even know how much of this will actually affect the anime itself. Like the right. anime itself will likely cover you know the you know the the the, the, the good part, parts, quote unquote. Yeah, well, not, uh, I don't even want to go that. I don't. I don't want to even be like okay. that mean about later parts of the manga. It's just. I, the I stronger think, uh, parts, the yeah, whatever. I think I think but, the, the, the probably the ideal scenario for Freyren is it gets one twelve episode core, <laughs> ends there, and everybody yeah. goes, "Wow, that was a really so, great fantasy story." The yeah. promise, promise Neverland situation. Don't have, <laughs> don't have a season two. <laughs> they are doing a an Oshinoko with this, uh-huh. where the first episode will be. 90 minutes, right? Like, I'm is that just going to be a thing just, now? I really hope not. I, what was I the think other... it is going to continue to be a thing. Because <laughs> there was another oh, show, I don't, I'm trying it. to remember. What, oh, what Inner Chambers. Oh, yeah, oh, no, that, that, that was, was one. one. Oh, yes, it did. It did. The, do the first one I remember is Fate Zero all those years ago. Was that double was like two part? That was not Fate. Yeah. Was that Fate? Fate yes, was Fate Zero right. has a double length. Yeah, well, double episode is... Double episode is like... Like a triple... Triple but like or triple or more, yeah. sure, sure. It's uh, like yeah. I'm just saying that's the first time yeah. I remember the concept. I understand why Freeran would do this. I am like, oh, I definitely know why you would do this. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like pace, pacing wise, yeah. it is actually a pretty sensible decision. But it's just like, oh, please, it's a lot of risk. <laughs> the big ass. Uh, yeah. uh, well, you know, I think really, I you know, the the quickest and easiest way to like you know illustrate like Freeran's like presence. Mm. It is the anime this season getting a Yoasabi uh, OP. So. Yeah, yo, yo, yeah. Yoasabi, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and probably it's... worth mentioning as well is that this production is handled by Madhouse. And... Madhouse and the, look... direct, the director okay. of Bochi the Rock. Right, yes. and I mean, look, Madhouse have produced all sorts of stuff over their long, long history. They've produced masterpieces, they've produced absolute garbage, but they are a prominent enough studio oh. that the name itself carries a certain amount. Of I, I can't wait to see the main girl turn into a PS2 polygon <laughs> model. Uh, I mean, it, would fr- it would fit perfectly with the, the Dragon Quest-inspired mm-hmm. vibes, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I... I don't think oh, it yeah. will necessarily be a transcendent 
thing. Um, but it seems good, like a though. pretty solid, pretty, like a safe bet. Yeah. Seems yeah. like there's some good story gristle there you could get into. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I, I, yeah. I, Again, it's like the thing of like I, I we we probably talk about it the way we do because you know we are still reading an ongoing manga, but yes, I definitely remember reading those opening chapters and like having that sort of like episode one of To Your Eternity esque like reaction <laughs> to it of like God damn, yeah. uh, man, uh, it done, yeah. Let's, let's not talk about that show. Um, <laughs> all right, well. That's two safe bets. We're probably already doing better than last season, so um, uh-huh. <laughs> that's something. Let's uh, let's talk about race cars, I guess. With uh, overtake, overtake. Is it is this a, this is an original? I believe it I is. Believe so yes, anime the only, original. The only, the only reason I think we put this on on the list is because it's by Troika and it's being directed by Aoki, uh, also known for Fate Zero and It Invaded. Yeah. And I guess recreators. It'll probably look good. Um, so yeah, it is about. I mean, I think also. I mean, the, okay. So here's here's. I was kind of I'm on the fence. Put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying what you're saying. Something. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I just said wandering sound was good. A nice looking show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yours, this is about. What I. I personally was on the fence putting this on here because like. Yes, the the things that you mentioned are notable. Yeah. God, when I watch the trailer, it looks boring. Um, <laughs> the the like it looks nice. Like the quality, it's like technical quality is nice, but it's like you know, teenage boy who's gonna gambare his way to the top of racing or whatever, and isn't he's, it, it, he appears to he, be like isn't he not the, even a racer? He's like the f- sports photographer for the racing. Yeah, but he and he's also like the like he. At least from what I'm gathering from the trailer, he seems to be like the asshole natural genius guy. Uh, of course. I mean, yeah, More, it's a sports out of my life. Yeah, but well, you can well you either have the asshole natural genius guy or you have like the hot blooded meathead, right? Yeah, so, I mean occasionally you can wrangle them both into a single character. It's not recommended, but you can do it. Well, yeah, but then they're like, like different personality types, right? Yeah, so like yeah. no, I know usually so so he's not the hot blooded meathead type. He's the he's the I I know nothing but racing and I don't I'm not here to make friends. I think he might uh-huh. say that in the trailer. <laughs> like that that type of character. Right. I'm like, right. Uh I I yeah, I'm not feeling that. But yeah, as someone who had a like a hot two week affair with um hmm. what was it? Uh F one like uh, <laughs> right. manager. manager. Yeah, the the game in which you manage uh, uh, a, a a sports racing team. I feel like you could do something pretty interesting with this because, like, obviously you have all the trappings of a sports anime, but like racing is such a heavily engineering mechanics and, right. quite frankly, business and finance driven sport. Like, there is so much about like motor racing that is like it is not just how good is the driver it is how good are your engineers how good are is your funding right how, how, how good are your sponsor deals i mean like these are things that like i i am not like in f1 but i am adjacent i know people who are into it and from second hand it's like f1 fans it feels like they talk as much about like what is happening outside the race as in the race itself so- and as someone who is fully into F1, yes, absolutely. It is a 
it is a high powered soap opera as much as it is <laughs> right sport. yeah like everybody's a millionaire everybody's an asshole and, <laughs> I mean, it's know. a it's a sport about racing cars. Like it's as it, it's yeah. a, it's as inaccessible as a sport can be. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, because I am one of those F one sickos. I kind of pushed for this to be included on here. Um, the thing is, like this is, I think one of the unusual things about this is that it is based on an actual, like regulated series. It's meant to be Formula Four. Which is like one of the very, very low end like entry series for people who want to work their way up the the ladder one of these days. So, right. I mean, the main guy's like a sixteen year old kid, right? Yeah. So, like, he yeah. would be at the bottom of the, the the ladder here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think the problem is that like, and you know, forgive me, fellow F one fans, but F one is also frequently fairly boring as a sport, you know. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so it's um, the the thing about racing anime is that you can go really wacky, or you can oh, play yeah. it dead straight, and there's kind of no in between ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, and I I think you know, I mean, not to not to bang the old cliche drum, you know, but I think it depends on what they can get out of the character interactions. Because I don't think that the F1 part will be a huge draw in and of itself, you know. I think that, um, I think that, as G was saying, you know, an an F1 or a, a racing workshop with engineers, with management, with corporate interests, all of that kind of stuff, you know, can be a really good place to like whip up some fertile character and like team based drama. Right. Um, but that that's difficult and very unflashy and. You know, so you can't really fall back on cheap tricks to make it work. So the the writing will have to be on point, really. But you see, there was a mm. racing anime that did focus heavily on the te- on on the on the team drama and the engineering mm. and oh, the yeah. corporate dealings happening behind closed doors. Yeah. So IGPX. The thing that happened to be racing were giant <laughs> robots. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to IGPX. Where's oh, yeah. uh, where's IGPX two? Damn it! Yeah, missed, missed an opportunity for an even deeper cut uh, F zero mm. anime reference. There. Well, I think uh, oh, the only mm. thing this not writer teams, has though, right? Not 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 an F zero, right? I mean, they're all also wait. Is every F zero racer also a bounty hunter, or is that just a Captain Falcon? I don't know. We have to move on. We cannot get into the deep. We cannot talk about Captain Falcon on this podcast. I was going to say, (laughs) what's the lore on Samurai Goro? Mm. I I was I was going to say the only real uh, full on writing credit for this author is Idolish Seven, which I did not realize. God, they have made so many Idolish Sevens. so, so I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, also like we have seen amazing shows come from people who wrote total dross. Of course, before, yeah. So yeah. I'm not like I think obviously Troika is a good studio. Um, what's his name? The director is a good director. You know, <laughs> it so, can be. Um, yeah. I I think that there are. It it's set up with a solid foundation, but yeah, it really will be how much entertainment can they milk out of it? You know. Um, yeah. He might be a better storyboarder than director. 
I mean, so, look, that's true of lots of directors. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's got a chance, which mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it also is at least a fairly unusual premise. Which uh, I, I think it being an original as well helps its case. So yeah, all right, we'll see. What's this next one? I don't think I've ever heard of this. Yeah, let's so let's talk about uh, Miggy and Dolly. Um, this is They're, the yeah. second. And unfortunately, last work by the author of uh, Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, she passed away recently, but this was her. And she did finish this project. She was starting another one before she passed away. But um, which, you know, that that that's a kind of, you know, a a notable thing on. But I was Mm. the I was mostly looking at it as when I actually watched the trailer and read the premise it's kind of weird. Like it, it does not appear to be Good. anything like her previous work. Like, okay. So, her, so, so like, haven't you heard of Sakamoto? If people haven't seen that, it's like a deadpan comedy type of thing, right? right. Like right. Sakamoto is this comically perfect individual. Yeah. This does not right. appear to be that at all. Um, okay. This appears to be, so I had to do a little research. It was, it was the kind of the <laughs> walking the fine line of trying to figure out what this thing is without spoiling anything. Because right, right. yeah. if you read the description, the description gives you like nothing, like just tells you absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I was, I was reading the description and it's like, or I was looking, doing research and it's like, I think it's these, there's, there's, there's these like really creepy, very pretty twin brothers. Okay. And I think they are running some kind of, grift on this family to get revenge for their mother that died or something that's i now again i did not dig any deeper because i don't want to spoil anything those details might be off but it appears to be sort of like a honestly i did think of almost like an oshinoko situation of like they're Mm. you know they're trying to like play along in this scenario to while they're investigating what happened to their mother or something like that so it's almost more of like a, a, a a mystery type of thing and it, I just got like really weird, creepy vibes from the trailer, and it was very interesting to me. I, um, I think, and, and I might be mistaken here, but I also think that one of the shticks is that the the foster parents think they only have one child. Yeah, that's what I'm like, getting out of reading. Right, like they're like they're like it's, rotating. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the twin swap thing. Like. Yeah, um, and it does not appear to be a comedy. Uh, it seems to be pretty serious, um, and. You know, I, I will take anything, you know, I was talking about creative bankruptcy earlier. I will take mm-hmm. anything that is taking any kind of, uh, you know, chances or s- trying to do something a little bit different. Um, and it, and it, it looked it looked interesting. Now, I've also stated before um, my distaste for anime mysteries or even mystery stories in general, usually. <laughs> so, you know, if it's if it's going to be you know, that primarily that might mm. not be my favorite thing, but, um, I know, see, we, I we can't, always... we can't talk about, we can't talk about, uh, God, what's the show we're watching this season? Um, the undead murder farce, but <laughs> the, yeah, you know, that's not usually my favorite kind of thing, but I don't know the it's like I said, I'll take anything that is doing something a little bit different here. And it looked, it looked interesting to me. Go ahead. Zig. Sorry. I I was just going to say um I kind of love anime mysteries cuz I get super caught up in the old 
you know, what if, what if that, this, what if that, and then, you know, every single time the conclusions are disappointingly mundane and they always crush me. It's the lost, <laughs> it's the lost problem, basically. Right. Um, but I, I am always willing to be swept along on a tidal wave of insane speculation, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that looked that looked interesting, um, and you know I, I think until we see more, I, I can't really I don't want to look up more. <laughs> so uh-huh. we'll see exactly we'll see exactly what it is once it airs. But yeah, yes, it's, it a, it's a manga. You said, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think it was, and like I said, I, I believe she did finish it. Okay. So uh, yes, it is a completed manga. All yeah. right, so it's a complete story. So. We'll look forward to that one. Okay. All right. Let's uh, talk about the Apothecary Another, uh, Diaries. Yeah. Another adaptation here. I put this one on here. Uh, I believe it's a light novel. I'm familiar with it from the manga adaptation. Right. This is, uh, it takes place in like Imperial China type setting uh, about a girl who was an apothecary in the pleasure district of the city and then was kidnapped basically and sold to the the imperial palace to work as a maid and uh with her apothecary skills you know she is eventually discovered and promoted to poison taster for one of the concubines and so she is it's like chinese court drama type stuff uh with her as you know an apothecary and sort of solving episodic like mysteries or dealing with problems in the uh in the palace do we have a this is a very nerdy question but do we have any idea precisely what period of imperial china you know i'm sure someone more versed than i could (laughs) could figure Figure that out out. to me it's just like vaguely imperial china right like sure yeah 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 i feel feel like that's a pretty common premise for this uh genre slash demographic um i think but, the like commoner plucked out to serve in the palace with the and there's something specifically about like making mm. either being an apothecary or making potions or like right. you know something like that there's yeah. no like magic in this at all it's you know okay it's like i found i'm good with herbs it's not you know, like I it's not like a fantasy yeah. No. Other than it being anime, uh, right. it's, I, I it's would advise like the so. I would advise the audience to be careful because there is also a terrible potions based isekai show this season. Yeah, <laughs> don't get them confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you know. I believe the first arc or whatever is people are getting poisoned, and she's like, "Oh, as a apothecary, I can tell that this it's because of your face powder has poison in it, like a, a poisonous compound." Uh, type stuff, right? right. Like, all all the sorts, of and then she, yeah, she becomes a po- a, a food taster, right? Uh, right. So that's I mean, that sort of stuff. Go ahead. I mean, you've read the manga, right? So like, I have. you you, I mean, clearly you've enjoyed it this enough to read the manga. <laughs> so it no, it's it would it's like you know in the in the current anime landscape, right? Just a relatively mundane kind of story was appealing to me right uh i don't think this will be like transcendent or anything but i enjoyed the manga (laughs) is that another theme of this episode (laughs) yes it's like i don't want to i'm not i'm not gonna be out here saying oh this is amazing right you want to over oversell it 
Yeah. I like it. You know, it's just this girl solving problems. <laughs> right. With her okay. medical knowledge. Uh, well, we can uh, add another fairly safe bet, or I guess unless they really... Yeah. Unless they really blow unless the adaptation. Unless they really fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The trailer seemed I, fine. I think there's, like, I, there's I didn't... quite a lot of variation that, like, are the mysteries good, I guess, is the main thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the trailer seems fine. Like, yeah. it looked like they were doing a competent job of adapting it's things. Just a bunch of, yeah, like court intrigue, different consorts trying to get at each other, or ah, nice. some some sort of scheme happening in the court. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, which does involve a lot of poison historically. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, <laughs> in anime, the like the imperial Chinese court has always been a byword for like weird Byzantine backstabby, uh-huh. um, yes. all sorts of stuff. You know, definitely not like the imperial Japanese court, which definitely <laughs> didn't have any of that at all. Indeed, yeah. All right, let's. What's this other? What's this next one? I don't think I've heard okay. of this either. Yeah. This all right, so I put this on here. Uh, sixteen-bit sensation, another right, layer. Okay. Is this is this all right? Involved so, so uh, hear me out, okay? <laughs> no, this is a real old man bullshit, huh? All right, hear me, hear me out on this one. So, I, I'm not going to claim that the show looks good, okay? I'm just going to put that out here. Uh-huh, okay, 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 okay. But the premise is there's this girl. She's an illustrator. <laughs> okay, and she gets sent back in time to the '90s. Oh, oh, I know exactly what's going to go on. Okay, and she okay. ends up working for a game company that's making like PC ninety eight dating sim. Oh yeah! Games. Oh yeah! And yeah. she becomes she becomes an illustrator for for like those and games. So knowing can, the trends can, yes, of like what's going to be popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes, she know right. So she knows what's going to be coming up in the future and mm-hmm. you know she can use an that undercut we can fucking undercut type moon before they even get started oh, man. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to invent saber in 1992 <laughs> oh, that, no that's way too unambitious I'm gonna invent tokimemiki memorial in yeah, yeah 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 just uh, so strangle um, plus in the crib all right now i know why you brought this one up gel because uh <laughs> what was that g I said, now I know why you brought this up. Yes, so <laughs> that you alone... I mean, you said PC-98 dating sims. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that alone piqued my interest. Now, if you actually look at the trailer, it's some real, like, cutesy... Uh, yeah. What, what was that um, Dogakobo one with the girls making video games? Was it New Game? Sure, I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah. It was pretty popular. Um, it, it's very, It's very cute girls making video games... Uh, vibes, but there's a lot of like really old gray computers and stuff. I'm like, man, what if they like actually get into the weeds and how games were made in, 90, well, in the nineties? Like, uh, I would be. It's interesting, Jail. Actually, you know, although it doesn't look great, if you look at it the way it was intended on a CRT, mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this anime must be watched yeah. on a the CRT. Opening, op- yeah. The opening is titled six five five three five. Oh god, uh, <laughs> I, I I will say I'm a little disappointed that the characters look so modern. Like. Yes. When you tell me, oh, send back to the nineties, I was like They did not make any effort to uh design them appropriate. Um what if so like you can actually see the game they're working on has the nineties art style. Oh like, hell yeah. Um 
oh, it'd have been so good if they just she goes back in time and they like draw the characters in that style. Like, the, right? That'd be great. That but they never get away with it. Is the problem? Right. Like, yeah, huge missed opportunity. I, I'm going to be real, right? Like, this is really, I mean, as an artist, right? Like, this is a really fascinating premise to me because, like, I'll be real, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure everybody has their own, like, time travel fantasy, right? And I will admit, one of mine is totally, like, what if I got sent back to 2001 <laughs> and I was at the front door of From Software's office? And I said, uh. hold up. I got, a, I got an idea for a mech game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you could single-handedly uh, invent armored core. Become yeah. Mister Armored Core. Like, could I? Could I? Could I fucking cut Kawamori at the knees and invent <laughs> armored core before him? I mean, you certainly could, and then you would render all Souls games having never existed because armored core would be successful. <laughs> is that a, is, is that a trade you're willing to make? Uh, I mean, that is yeah. that is the monkey's paw thing, right? right. No, but it's uh, like I mean, or yeah, right? it's like it's like any of that stuff, right? Because it's like you know, in so many ways, right? It's like get ahead of the trend right well because here's the thing it trend like here's the thing like truly like i i i do truly believe this i think predicting trends on what becomes popular in pop culture is like legitimately like one of the hardest things to do as a creator right yeah. like like especially these days when like productions are you know an anime may take a year to get made. A video game, we're talking half a decade at this point, right? Yeah. Like, how do you, like, I mean, we're seeing this all the time with a lot of games, right? It was like, we see games that are coming out now where it's clear they were made informed by what they knew in, like five years ago about what was popular. And it's like, how do you stay ahead of the curve? It's it's basically impossible, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, send me back to 1992. I'll invent Vash the Stampede. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'll 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 run to sunrise and be like, you have to let Tomino make the full F ninety one TV series. <laughs> it can't just be the movie. You have to make the full fifty episode version of his vision of the late years. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 it, for for anybody who's a fan of media and anybody who's ever touched any aspect of the creative process, it's actually kind of an intoxicating premise. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but that's the thing. Is, will this anime actually live up to any of that? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I yeah. think it will probably go for cheap jokes about how crazy '90s games were. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I'm hoping it's like a. Um, well, most recently example, Bochi the Rock situation of uh, <laughs> get past the the character designs I don't like, and underneath there, there's actually something fun, uh, and. You know, we'll see. I, it's we'll have to watch. I would. The episode. I would love to see the show at least do the joke of like how much pain a modern digital illustrator would be in getting <laughs> they had to go back to the and working oh, with yeah. like the most rudimentary of digital art programs, like yeah. where like, hey, uh, at that era, even having a one step undo would have been considered revolutionary. <laughs> You know? yeah. Whatever, man. You don't understand the power of Paint Shop Pro 2.0. Look, <laughs> you know, like as somebody who started using Photoshop in version like two or three when they didn't have, yeah. when they only had when they only had one undo. I, I yeah, didn't. right. So um, remember when you could have like three layers and it would like destroy your PC? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll 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 see. Uh, it does look like I mean, from the trailer, it did look like they might get a little into the weeds on the, the like the equipment mm. and stuff they're using to make the games and stuff, which would be interesting to me. I mean, like walking, a, walking. a lot of times, I'm not interested in that kind of stuff, depending on the context. But in this one, I think that would be fun. But I mean, the, what is yeah. the iconic '90s? Like PC dating sim that you spoof, it has to be Toki Meki Memorial. It's the Pokemon like, is the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> just thinking about like Metal Slater Glory or, or whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, the like more obscure ones. Where it's, yeah, like, like... Where it's like you couldn't even draw the whole picture; you had to make the tiles <laughs> and then <laughs> arrange the tiles to make the whole picture uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, time travel shenanigans are the reason why infamous uh, porn VN sex two exists. <laughs> All right, sure. we, we need to move on at sex too. Let's uh, let's go to the next show. It's the sequel to sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, this who, is real. Who put this one here? Because I I thought I'd be the only person talking about this next one. Okay, do you know what this is, G? Because yes, I don't even know I've what it is, and it looks this. okay. Okay, so why don't you why don't you explain Under Ninja to us then? Because sure, uh, there's Ninja. always one of these a season. Um, uh-huh. Under Ninja is uh, seems to be an anime adaptation of the seinen manga of the same name under ninja which okay. uh, is the current work of kengo hanazawa who is famous for um uh boys on the run and probably uh i am a hero hmm. uh, which were uh, uh prominent manga probably a few years back yeah, um, i feel like, I feel like we talked about this at one point yes and i bring this up because kengo hanazawa is I don't want to say like notorious or infamous, but he has a very specific approach to writing characters, which is he kind of loves intentionally writing like pathetic incel losers as his protagonists and like examining like the societal and personal experiences that led to these people being like so petty, self-centered and, you know, usually unintelligent. (laughs) But I, um, I've heard some shit about I am a hero. Like I am a hero is man. I like a lot of things about I am a hero. I dislike a lot of things about I am a hero. <laughs> That's all uh, but I I guess the thing I would say is that I still read every new Kengo Hanazawa work because there is something fascinating he, he again like uh, intentionally unlikable protagonists like in, like intentionally written to be like fuck-ups and losers and outcasts you to know? be and, to be clear like is that applying to under ninja which is yes have, and you, no. have you actually so, read that or yes, okay i i am i'm up to date on the manga under ninja's premise is basically uh it takes place in modern day in an alternate history uh where uh ninjas were uh, one of the strongest military forces in Japan until they were disbanded by um, MacArthur's administration in post-war uh, Japan. <laughs> fucking- uh, so it's yeah. historically accurate. Then. Uh, uh, however, naturally, the ninjas survived and continue to operate in the shadows in modern oh. day, affecting uh, you know all all matter of both domestic and international uh, uh, policy. Uh, ninjas are regularly deployed into the Middle East as operatives. Uh, ninjas regularly work for highest bidder uh, uh, corporations and politicians. Um, and uh, uh, but the ninja organization is not. Um, it's not all encompassing. It is not like this purely like fully elite organization of sp- super spec ops ninjas. Uh, like 
Uh, like Naruto, like most ninja fiction, uh, mm-hmm. the ninjas are ranked, you know, Yinin, Chunin, Jonin. Yep. Um, and ninjas at the very bottom, uh, Yinin, are uh, denigrated, uh, treated like crap. They are given terrible, odd jobs. They are often told to perform, like, extremely menial and degrading labor that, uh, with their, uh, you know, highly uh, uh, capable ninja skills. And the thing about Under Ninja is that it's kind of a commentary on, like, labor as a, mm-hmm. like, the, the value work, of labor yeah. as, a, as a premise, because it follows the story of uh, Kuro, who is a Ginan rank uh, ninja, who lives as a neat, who just kind of lies around in a dilapidated apartment all day until somebody gives him a job to do. And these jobs okay. are usually, you know, again, menial and degrading, but he has all the skills of a stereotypical anime ninja. He can run on walls. He can disguise himself. He can, you know, throw ninja darts. He is skilled in the art of assassination. And, but he is regularly told he is shit. He is worthless. Mm-hmm. He's a nobody. He doesn't, he, he isn't worthy of being paid a living wage. Uh, he isn't worthy of happiness or the pursuit of, 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 uh, of prosperity. I, I've just got to chime in and say, like, saying, like, oh, it's a story about, like, inherent racism and classism and the struggle of the working classes. But what if they were ninja? Feels like some <laughs> real fucking, like, galaxy brain archive of our own well, crap. It's, here. But also, but that's yeah. like the way you're describing this, it's like, it, it could be really easy for this to be read as a, a parable of, like, I have a sweaty, neat in my apartment who does nothing but jack off is actually super cool and nobody understands it. And like this almost masturbatory, like see everybody shits on me, even though I'm actually the best. I I wouldn't go, I wouldn't necessarily say it goes fully into that sort of like fantasy. I'm I'm saying like, it feels like it, it's edging up towards that line. I I, I can definitely see I feel like there is a whole spectrum that this premise could fall on. I, Definitely so. And and of course, the thing is, like, I am sort of just speaking to one of the thematic, like, pillars of Under Ninja's idea, which is, like, people undervaluing their own labor because of how Mm -hmm. the hierarchies of society have told them to expect to value their labor, which, again, I'll admit, speaks to me a lot as an artist who is regularly told my labor is not worth very much, despite Uh the amount of work I put into it. (laughs) And... You know, this being a thing made by a professional artist, you can maybe see a little bit of the parallels that are felt there with uh, what what a ninjutsu is sort of representing in in this story. But um, you know, that's kind of how it starts, and then like naturally, as all sorts of stories like this go, uh, our protagonist is given a job that uh, is you know starts off seemingly simple, but actually plays into this grander conspiracy. It's never a milk uh, about. You know, about the shadow war that is being fought between the various branches of Japan's governments, mm-hmm. um, you know, who are all like, you know, militarizing their own ninja factions because the ninja of Japan are, you know, they're not, despite the fact that they live in the shadows, they are not an apolitical entity. You know, there are politicized factions that owe their loyalties to different branches of the Japanese government. And, you know, there are foreign interests as well. And perhaps even um, those who are even more uh, uh, underground than the ninja, oh. the under ninja. Of course. And, uh, 
Who else? I guess... At some point, there were the under, under ninja. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the thing I would say about under ninja is like, I don't. I'm not gonna get behind this in a way it, it like a like a B stars or a Doro Hidoro or something like this is not like oh this is like low key like one of my favorite manga in recent memory it's just more I'm really surprised it's getting an adaptation sure. <laughs> so like, uh, I... it's also being adapted by Tezuka Productions right so, I mean uh, they, they, do, like... or they do just stuff from time yeah, to time. It's, yeah it's still quite a weird fit though. So, let, um, let me ask you G what you're saying sounds potentially very serious and intense, but I did not get those vibes from watching. Oh no, no, the trailer. It's mostly, yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's it, most of the time it is like pretty black comedy. You know, it yes. is uh, like the, think, the guy. The, the, the I think that's the aspect that was appealing to me yes, when uh, yes. I was checking this out. Like. I'm talking about a lot of the, the, the like plot stuff, but also like the protagonist who is this neat Ginan, you know, shinobi is also in fact an asocial fuck up uh in every sense of the word like he is not pretending to be a neat he is actually a neat he is in fact a jobless uh, uneducated loser uh, mm -hmm. who flies around you know drinking all day and stealing you know women's underwear and you know generally just being a piece of shit uh who also also happens to be a ninja <laughs> right right but for comedy purposes, uh, yes, yes. I, yeah. ju I just can't get the like onion headline out of my head. Man, like local man, only able to pay attention to political treatise when ninjas are added on. Like, <laughs> honestly, also, that is like basically. Like the... uh... Go ahead, G. Finish. You oh no, that's like a one sentence summary of under ninja, basically. Yeah. I also just like the art too. Like it would. I, I just I was liking the vibes, basically. Uh, yeah, I I really um you know some rough CG aside in the trailer, I actually really like yeah. Kendo Hanazawa's art. He draws people in a very like intentionally naturalistic sort of ugly way. Like they, I mean, I, I don't want to say ugly, just they they look like people. Like they mm, look like yeah. you know they are not idealized anime people. They are. Yeah, you know, real ass people. <laughs> That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Just slight tangent here, and then we can move on. Where like, I really like when artists draw people with like different shaped heads and stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I I hate right. when you get like, I, I hate to I hate to say this, but the I I always think of it as the love live effect of where everyone is exactly the same. <laughs> right. you know, you swap the hair, yeah. You swap like, the hair and the eye colors. The love life same face is like a meme. Yeah, and and I, that's just something I've been thinking about a lot recently. And that's and I was thinking about it when I was looking at the character designs for this, for this. So how everybody has like, it's not even about being attractive or unattractive or whatever. It's like they're just different. They look like different people. Oh, totally. it's, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's something I kind of associate with this style of like misanthropic seinen manga because Inio Asano is also a very good right, drawing, weirdly yes. shaped head. Yes. people like yeah. I would say those two are peers in many ways, both artistically and thematically, um, in terms of their, their subject yeah. uh, matter, for for better or worse. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I I don't I can't speak to like how good this anime is going to turn out. You know, I I, I will. You're say, not putting like, your wholehearted uh, support behind this like you have for others, not, like not you said, really, right? No. But because <laughs> also yeah. I just think I think just some people are going to like watch this show and like just frankly be pretty turned off by it. You know, like it's yeah. it's kind of a you know, intentionally, you know, you're gonna miss a repugnant the repugnant show in some regards, <laughs> right? Miss the point or whatever, yeah. but yeah, 
All right. I mean, look, I'll take a f- I'll take intentionally repugnant over accidentally repugnant and die. <laughs> Fair <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> well, I'm willing to give that one a shot for sure. So, okay. Well, well speaking uh, of uh, unintentionally or perhaps intentionally repugnant, speaking um, of trends from four or five years ago, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, Gundam Build Metaverse. Maybe this should have gone in the curse section, right? Probably. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Did, did, yeah, I, did, I, miss, did I miss? Did I miss? Did I miss that? Slight, you're making a slight pronunciation uh, issue there, Joe. It's Gundam Build Metaverse. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe this should have gone in the curse section, but why don't I you guys tell me have. what this, uh, what the deal is with this? Okay, once there was a show called Gundam Build Fighters, and then everything went wrong. <laughs> yeah, Gundam Build Fighters was good, and then everything yeah, that happened. This is, what, this is the newest in the Gundam Build sub-series, which has gotten yes. steadily worse over time. Uh, mm-hmm. With also a, increasingly inaccurately named. With, with, a, <laughs> yes. with a bizarre spike in quality during the back half of Re-Rise, and then otherwise it just has been garbage uh, the rest of the yeah, time. Uh, I mean... What is it to say about Gundam Build at this point, right? It is the kids' show sub-branch of the Gundam franchise. Uh-huh, it is the one where the kids with the build toys. the yeah. Gunpla, and they become real in, you know... Uh, well, in the original series on, you know, like, freaking Yu-Gi-Oh! dual deck-like tables. and I mean, it was in, literally magic. It was yes, magic. Yes, yes. And then, and then in the later series, it is now uh, an MMO. And in many ways, this is why Gundam Build Metaverse is sort of represents the logical conclusion of how Sunrise would handle this series, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... It was always a show that was basically an, a commercial, but now it is literally a show that it is, that is a commercial. Right. I mean, like, so to, to be, be clear, the metaverse is not just them capitalizing on, you know, a stupid, catchy... I mean, it is them capitalizing on a stupid, catchy, you know, phrase that businessmen like, but it is also meant to be the theoretic spearhead of Bandai's metaverse initiative, uh, because whatever the uh, hell that means, because <laughs> Japanese media companies love being five years too late to the party. So uh-huh. uh, many Japanese companies are still going forward with their like metaverse or crypto right. um, gaming yeah. concepts. And uh, you know, there's this idea that oh, yes, I, I that that Bandai is currently working on a Gundam metaverse that uh, build metaverse will. <sighs> Part of. Right. I mean, okay, like, doom and gloom aside, this is basically just an overinflated multimedia project. Like, right. Right. at the end of the day, this isn't going to amount to anything. I don't think this is actually going to, like, spell the doom of, like, the Gundam franchise or, like, oh. anything. It's just going to be a dumb, expensive boondoggle that, like, yeah. everyone will forget in, like, five years. And, and like... In terms of the actual anime component of this, I am just expecting a like battle log, build battle log type situation that has no bearing upon anything. Right. right. The, the, just... the only, and it's worth pointing out as well, the fundamental idea of Gundam build is kind of bad all the way down. It's only like the care and love and attention of the crew who made the first show yes. that made it good. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, totally, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason most of us wrote off Gundam Build Fighters. Yeah. When it I mean, the started. idea is about as commercially bankrupt as you can possibly get. Yeah, right? like, 
And so in many ways, it's 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 not surprising that Gundam Build Metaverse is this, because Gundam Build Metaverse is what we all expected Gundam Build Fighters to be five years ago. Like that is <laughs> five? Okay, oh my how bad how okay, how how awful let's, am I? Let's, this let's, is a let's, exam- let's examine project. the damage. Oh no. <sighs> yeah. Gundam Build Fighters aired in twenty thirteen. <laughs> Psychic damage. <laughs> that, like this, this is this build metaverse is explicitly a tenth anniversary of the build franchise. Oh, damn, I'm, I'm dying. Remember, Real Build Fighters here. predates the My Hero Academia anime. Oh right, that's the that was the beginning of the end. Is because yes, the Bones poached that dude for the My Hero Academia anime. Yeah, uh, I mean it paid off for Bones. Um, did. So anyway, yeah, the only the only thing probably worth mentioning about this is that it is in fact being directed by Masami Obari, you know, so sure. it will probably look have decent, that shot a lot. You know. Oh yeah. You might get <laughs> you might get a cool uh, fight or something out yes, of it. We right? will mm-hmm. we, we if, if we switch we, we must switch the dial in our brains fully to the wow cool robot uh end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be able to derive any enjoyment out of this. Uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Masami Obari, famous for his work uh, yes. in Pop Team Epic. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yes, and, uh, like, primarily uh, Fatal, that. Fatal Fury. Um... Uh, yes, yes, the uh, the Fatal Fury movies. God. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know also, what else there is to it's say. That's also going to be the crossover between all the other build shows, which is just uh, like yes. way to just... Yes. Yeah, great. Stomp all over my happy memories, will you? Um, That's but, just what you do okay. when you have an anniversary with these shows, uh, right? There just, is one thing which could redeem this show. What if G-Savior shows up? It, it's already showed up. Already until. did. No, but like, what if it does it again? <laughs> For real? What if like uh, one of the main characters... What 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 if the unnamed Zeta mobile suit that I don't want to reveal the name of yet because we haven't gotten <laughs> to that episode... Finally gets its chance to shine in a sure, Gundam build not? series. Nah, that's that's less that's uh, less plausible than G Savior showing mm-hmm. up. I mean, yes, uh, because right. one of these has shown up and one hasn't. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's move all on right. before we just start naming Gundams. Yes, yes. Um, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up by talking about uh, Pluto. Oh, hey, yeah, it's so finally, finally surfaced. Right, this finally well. happening. Yeah, this is like Question the season's mark? like one genuine like huge. This is the one project. How long has this been uh, in the works? At least three or four years. I like, let's see here. Maybe longer. I mean, well, well, somebody if somebody wants to give the premise. Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, um, it's basically a retail. So it's based on a manga. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the manga is also based on a manga. Basically, the, the idea of Pluto is that it's a retelling of a certain arc of Astro Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, Astro Boy, you know, famously the first real anime, one of the first mangas, Osamu Tetsuka's masterpiece, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? This was um, announced in 2017. Yeah, okay, so, so about five, six, six years. Six. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so like, so the manga is basically the manga of Pluto is basically it tells the story of that arc, the arc being the greatest robot in the world, um, but reimagines it as kind of a much more realistic, serious, yes. in-depth story that's kind of a cross between a detective story and more kind of like a. There's some of like the original Shonen-y stuff in there as well. Um, the manga was written by Naoki Urasawa and 
uh, he did he wrote and illustrated it. Um, it's incredible. It's it's a really really spectacular yes. piece. Uh, of work. Just, like just, just for reference, uh, uh, Naoki Urasawa also worked on um, you know Twentieth Century Boys and Monster. Yes. So yep. yeah, this is a guy big, who is. Uh... Big names, <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah, I mean, a, like, a some of the biggest names in the history of manga. Uh, right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Pluto is, I mean, okay, so the source material of Pluto is like, yeah, as as Zig said, it is a hell of a work. It is a, I mean, so, so as somebody who finally got around to reading, I mean, well, I, I've read Pluto for years, but I finally mm. read the original Osama yes. Tezuka story. I recently it's, read both. Yeah, for the first it time. is wild how like <laughs> actually weirdly on point Urasawa's yes. like reinterpretation of the Pluto arc. There's some of... extremely specific weird details. Yes, <laughs> they're really um, funny. I I, and... I think that the thing about it is that it's not so much like the the common thing about Pluto is that they say oh he you know he expanded this arc and that's only like partially true. I think, I think it, right all of that. A lot of the thematic heft of it was was in Astro Boy. Yes, he kind yes. of he kind of widens it if that makes sense. You know, he puts a lot of the subtext into text and and just pairs it with just gorgeous, gorgeous art. Yeah. So, just to get like a quick like plot synopsis, just so you know, because we we've been talking a lot about like what this yeah. anime is and what it represents, but um, Pluto is as 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 Zig said a noir story about basically a a robot detective named Yeshikt. Who is his uh, investigating a a series of of murders? Basically, uh, two two series of murders are happening at the same time. Um, the strongest robots in the world are being systematically killed one by one by an unknown force, and at the same time, humans are being killed in ways that seem to imply that unmistakably they were committed by a robot. And this is in a world in which. I mean, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh-huh. Robots are supposed to be programmed to be incapable of committing violence against humans. Yep. Yep. No loopholes in that. Sort of, yeah. It's <laughs> always, yes, that's, yes, human, uh, robots have never killed humans in the history of... Right. Never. And so, and, well, yeah, while, while the original manga was sort of almost an action arc of robots are fighting over and over, like all the strongest robots on Earth are, are fighting one by one. This is more of a the world's strongest robots are dying one by one, and somebody's yes. investigating <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Right, and and like the the core conflict of the original is still there. Um, yes. you know, Astro Boy himself turns up, although he's referred to by his original name Atom in the. Uh, it, it's also like. An extremely weird, uncanny valley to see him done in Urasawa's extremely yeah. <laughs> realistic art style. Right, right. Like, he's um, just a kid. Yeah, but but kind of like that stuff is kind of I won't necessarily say it's background because it's still core to what's happening. But Geschickt is the focus character. You oh know, yeah, Astro is more kind of the catalyst who keeps stuff moving along. So it, it's again, the same story, but told with a different perspective and, and greater yeah. context. And, and of course, like a big aspect of that is like, because of the breadth that um, Urasawa is able, is afforded uh, with Pluto. Mm-hmm. There's just, you know, it is the classic Urasawa thing. He, he just plums the, the, the depths of humanity of these characters, right? Like yeah. these characters who like had, 
had this subtext in the original, or you know, some of the subtext in the original, um, um, you know, right. Tezuka work, but are expanded and and and, right. and grown and given Tezuka, time to flourish. Tezuka will just have a page where a character tells you their thing, and then he will move on to the next thing that is happening, where they will explain what's going on, and and, and like this is that stuff is still in there, but it's very it's presented fairly simplistically. Right. Whereas, you know, Urasawa can spend a whole, like, volume taking, like, the two things this character said and then just expanding that out to, like, the, show the depths of their, you right. know, their In, their in a way that feels right. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like he just, like, invented it out of nowhere. It's like he, he, took, a, he, he took a very hard look at these characters and their very sparing appearances in the original manga. And it's... I mean, Tetsuka's work in general is is praised for its unusual thematic richness, despite the fact that it's a 50s sequential cartoon strip. Mm -hmm. And and to bring this all back to the anime, I guess, I mean, again, it's, you know, this is is one I would have said once upon a time was one of the unadaptable. (laughs) And certainly the bar was extremely high. And it still is high. I mean, the, the trailers look good. I do like what I see, but it is still... I, I'm really looking forward to this, but I, I'm still like not sure I can like fully throw my heart into it. Like the the manga is such a special piece of work to me. Like like Pluto is probably like a lock for like my like top ten, <laughs> potentially top five manga of all time. I I really love Pluto, and can an anime do it justice? Is yeah, like, it's it, it sounds like even in even if it does a good job, it sounds like it's still going to be a inferior interpretation is that that, that's kind of the vibe they're they're adapting something which is nearly universally acknowledged as a masterpiece right so it's it's very and you know i don't think that the troubled history of this production helps either as you mentioned earlier it has been in and out of development hell i mean like the idea of, of a pluto anime was mooted almost from the moment the manga came into being but like even this like this actual production has been stuck in development hell for quite some time. Uh, yeah. We don't know why in particular, but I have to imagine that the resources required were a sticking point. Also, I mean, COVID happened. Yeah, um, I mean, right. obviously, yes, there are external yeah. factors. My understanding, so, yeah. and this is really on Netflix, my understanding is that it's going to be eight uh, hour-long episodes. Sure. That is a, I mean, that is a good amount of screen time. It's like I mean, one, I, one episode per volume of the manga, as my right. understanding. Um, again, it does look good. Like, I mean, again, it's like despite yeah. the, the the troubles with its with its with its uh, the, the, uh, its development, so to speak, there is a lot. It, it is a good looking. At least the trailers make it seem like a very good looking anime. It's it's just right, the bar I, is so high for something yeah, like this. The thing is, like, I. As I alluded to earlier, like there, there's quite a lot of action in Pluto, but it is not really an action story. I think, right. for me, the adaptation's most important choices will be how it chooses to frame and animate some of like the more quiet, intense, yes, personal most moments, certainly, as opposed to like the big action set pieces, which mm-hmm. again do exist because it's based on a Tetsuka story. But um, right, you know, it will be uh, it will be interesting to see how they handle the nuances of that. At the very least, you know, you might just get the story out to more people. I mean, I've never read mm-hmm. it or anything. I mean, I've heard of it because it's right. one of the most, you know, famous 
mm-hmm. a lot of people have it at their top of their best manga ever list type of thing. But, you know, I'm interested in this being a medium as someone who doesn't read manga. This is at least something that, you know, even if I get, you know, the gist of what the story is, maybe that will make me go read the manga. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, f- for me, I I have kind of a... a an interest in this on another level which is although you know i literally just described the manga as a masterpiece and i do not take that back in any sense whatsoever i've also always personally found pluto kind of beautiful but cold to a certain extent Mm, Um, especially compared (laughs) especially compared to the original um tetsuka story and so i'm interested to see you know whether the addition of movement and voice and music and that kind of thing can can sort of soften my stance on it and again to be clear you know this is strictly a personal thing the manga is a masterpiece it's an incredible piece of work but i'm interested to see whether it will shift my personal perception of the story in any way yeah okay well (laughs) something to look forward Uh to i guess uh and let's oh well let's hope it's not uh trapped in netflix hell so and people well, actually watch it it seems, <laughs> like it's, it seems like it's watching worldwide but i mean netflix hell yeah. is netflix hell i mean yeah. are they just dumping is, it is, all in one shot yeah are they releasing First, it all netflix in oh my god it's I netflix can't. why wouldn't they no i can't it's yeah. just i mean whatever like i think most of us probably binge read pluto to some degree oh, yes. but like I, that's different than I, yeah. I i would love to see the world that has to I, sit yeah. with pluto for eight weeks <laughs> like, the, like the, the world of anime that has to like <laughs> work through those episodes in that at that yeah. pace but yeah you know, <sighs> it is what it is mm-hmm. all right well that's mostly going to do it a few things yeah. we'll mention briefly as we close out here uh we were unfortunately not mm-hmm. able to get aqua on this podcast he wanted to be on but he was going to mention uh i'm in love with the villainous which uh, he has some some beef with, as he said. <laughs> he did not tell us what it was, although I can probably make a few guesses uh, uh, yeah. as far as the content of the series. But um, right, well, it, it, that that's our, our teaser for the inevitable first look post. Uh, so stay tuned for that, as uh, Aqua will. Mm-hmm. Tell us uh, what his beef is with that show. There's also, um, speaking of Netflix, that the new Castlevania show is coming out also, which... Boo. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for um, much of the first series, but this one is based on Rondo of Blood, so... And, the, and Warren Ellis is no longer on the project, so I will probably give it a cursory look. Okay. That's... The thing is that the perfect Rondo of Blood anime already exists, and it's the intro of the PC Engine CD. Hell yeah! Yep. <laughs> go go yeah. back to '92 and invent Rondo of Blood. <laughs> oh yeah, they re- recreate that scene in in <laughs> animated form. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Sinduality Noir can is announced to continue into this next season, but. <laughs> What? Are you guys uh, are you guys gonna do the sensible thing? Uh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I, you... I, I I've heard I've heard nothing of this this second season. No, of yeah, season it's a, it's the last episode is gonna happen. It's ending in go. one episode. You're gonna try to go for plausible deniability on that. Sin duality um, was always twelve episodes. Yeah. Uh huh. 
just like yeah. uh oh what's it terrible uh nationalist robot anime. Like Kyokai Senki? Yeah, Kyokai Senki, yeah, that's yeah. No, we watched that one to completion. That was like, wasn't that like 40? Wasn't that 40? We episodes? cannot talk about Kyokai Senki. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, I, we're, a lot of these shows are going to start very quickly here before the next episode here, so we'll, yes. uh, we'll have some sort of mix of I guess season wrap-up and first looks next, uh, next time. Um, I still have some things to say about Masterful Cat, uh, <laughs> but there's one episode left. We'll get to that next time. Um, the only thing else I'll say is uh, they I think they realized they were getting a little boring and uh, injected uh, a lot more lesbian activity, uh, but we'll talk yeah. about it next time. <laughs> um, I'll wait for the shock ending where Masterful Cat dies of lung cancer from smoking unfiltered cigars. Yeah, his his uh, catnip uh, sticks that he smokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is not a joke. That actually is the thing. Um, all right. So that'll do it for this episode though. And we'll do our housekeeping. You can check us out at the gloryoblog.com where uh, we will be having first look posts in the not too distant future. Uh, anime apocalypse is upon us once again. So keep an eye out for that. Um, you can still follow us on Twitter at the Glorio blog or on co-host at Glorio. Um, Every now and then I remember to post things there. <laughs> so you can check those out. You can follow us, uh, follow the podcasts or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course on YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell. Uh, you know, tell us any shows that we didn't mention that you're really, maybe there's some sleeper hit we're not thinking where we didn't catch here. Uh, and as there always is every season so let us know about that tell your friends tell your enemies and we'll catch you over next time